You are listening to the Happier at Work podcast, and I'm your host, Aoife O'Brien. This is the podcast for HR and business leaders. We talk about things like leadership, well-being at work, diversity and inclusion, and the future of work. Welcome to this week's episode of the Happier at Work podcast, which is all about goal setting and habits. Now, before I go on to talk about that, I wanted to go back to my previous episode, which was all about my learnings from COVID. And one of the things I forgot, and I'll put that down to the COVID brain fog that I have still, is this idea of the pressure to post on social media. And what I found was, when I was sick and I wasn't posting anything, that pressure just sort of went away, which was quite a relief, actually. I did dip in and out of social media during that time, um, but I didn't feel this massive pressure to post all of the time, which I generally feel. And I'm sure a lot of people listening today feel that sense of pressure as well to always be posting, always sharing content. So I just wanted to share that at the start. So today's episode focuses all around this idea of goal setting and habits and in particular my approach to goal setting and habits. If you want to listen to a previous episode all about this same topic, I interviewed Jerry Duffy um, a couple of years ago now at this stage on the podcast and I will put a link to that previous episode in the show notes as well. Jerry has a really interesting approach to goal setting as well. So if you want to get a different perspective, maybe, or just kind of have a bit of an open mind as to how to go about it, what to do when it comes to setting goals and and finding out what actually works for you. The other thing I wanted to mention, and this sort of slightly relates to this concept of the pressure to post uh, on social media all the time, is it being the start of a new year. I've seen a lot of posts about goal setting and how people have entered 2022, what 2022 is going to be like compared to 2021. And the general consensus being 2021 was maybe a little bit worse than 2020. And that going into 2022, everyone hopes that it's going to be much better than 2021 was. Now, um, the other thing I wanted to do, obviously, the start of the year is the time that a lot of people talk about goal setting. But I did want to remind you that it doesn't have to be just at the start of the year. This is something that you can do at any point throughout the year. You can always take that opportunity to have a refresh. Um, You know, it doesn't have to be at the new year. It can be any anytime really. And if you don't really feel like doing it now, and I have seen other posts where people are saying they're easing themselves gently into 2022, they're not feeling that pressure to set goals, to really think about what they want for 2022. They're just kind of taking it a day at a time and and getting on with things that way. So I just wanted to, to call that out as well. Now, my focus tends to be much more on habits rather than setting big goals. So I have, let's say, a bucket list of things that I would like to achieve in my life. But I want how I approach that is I bring it down to what I do every day. Now, I'm a huge fan of Gretchen Rubin. I've been following her probably for about 10 years at this stage. She speaks a lot about happiness and habits. So she'd be happiness and habits expert. And one of the things that she says is what you do 
every day is more important than what you do once in a while. So it's really bringing it back to the importance of the daily habits of what you actually do on a day-to-day basis. So if you say that you go to the gym, but you only go once a month rather than going every day, then that's something that you do once in a while versus something that you do every day. And the kinds of things that I focus on to do every day, and if you've, you might've heard me talking about this before, is the, I did the 100 days of walking challenge at the start of 2021. So that was kind of a a Twitter challenge. I saw some people doing it in 2020. um, I guess it would have been before the pandemic started. And I thought it was uh, something really nice and I wanted to get involved. So I did that in 2021 and I did, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I did the three, six, five days. I started with a hundred, I went on to do 200 and I finished the year walking every day, except for those days that I physically wasn't able to do it. And so I'm really, really pleased with that. So that's something that I do every day. It's either a walk or a run every single day of 2021. And I also read every day and something, a kind of a habit I got into a few years ago. I set myself a goal. I started using the Goodreads app, which is really great for tracking what you've read or what you would like to read. So I was using the Goodreads app and I set myself a goal to read 12 books. And up to that point, I'm not sure. I think I was reading on very kind of ad hoc basis. But I set myself a goal of reading 12 books in a year. That's one a month. I think that's fairly achievable. And in that time space, I think because I formed the habit of reading every day, I actually managed to read 30 books that year rather than just the 12. So just by setting that goal, I was able to exceed it because I formed that habit of reading every day. So it's kind of a chicken and egg. Do you set the goal first or do you have the habit first? Definitely when I came to to reading, for sure. Something I would love to bring more into my day is the habit of writing every day. I want to do more writing. I have some longer term goals of writing a book, a couple of books. Well, maybe more than that. I have lots of ideas going on in my head. Um, And certainly I would love to do more publishing of the research that I have been doing as well. And specifically the research that I did for my master's dissertation. I've been talking for probably over a year now at this stage about getting that published. So I'd love to really bring the focus back to that. And the way I want to do that is by having that habit of writing every single day. The other habit that I would love to build on that I talk about a lot, but feel like I don't do enough of myself, the practice of reflecting. And for me, what that means is taking time at the end of every day to ask yourself some prompting questions. Typically, what went well and what could I do differently? And if I had this time again, what might I do differently? And it really gets you to think and to commit to paper of the changes that you can make on a day-to-day basis to how you're actually managing your day, of how you're achieving what it is that you want to achieve. The other thing that I did do every day as well, and and this is, again, I use the uh, Insight Timer app, is meditation. So I meditate before I go to bed. I would love to bring that more into my everyday. So like doing meditations in the afternoon, for example, taking 20 minutes out. And I love this concept that if you don't have time to meditate, actually, if you I think they say if you don't have time to do a 20 minute meditation, you should meditate for an hour. I can really see the benefits of that just in terms of how I manage stress 
how I manage my emotions, all of that kind of stuff. I can really see how that has paid off for me personally, just taking that time out to reflect, to connect with my body, to try and clear my mind of the thoughts, all of that kind of stuff. So um, definitely something to do. Another concept I wanted to touch on is this notion of streaks or having a streak. And you'll see a lot of apps these days have that function built in. And that is one of the things that has kind of helped me with the meditation, if you like, is that I can see that I've done it for um, at this stage. It's more than 365 days in a row, but certainly last year I got to 200 and something days. I missed maybe a day over Christmas and I just felt really deflated that I had had 260 something in a row and then suddenly it went back to one. Um, it was a little bit demotivating, but it's what kept me going this year is to see those days adding up and adding up and adding up and eventually getting to 365 days. And now I'm gone beyond 365 days. So I'm really, really delighted with myself about that. But the other thing um, that I wanted to mention on that. So there's a couple of other apps that I have been using. Uh, I'm traveling to Tenerife. You might have meant you might have heard me talking about that in previous podcast episode, but I have been brushing up on my Spanish. Um, I, I don't often admit to this, but my degree is actually in Spanish. I did international business and languages, which included Spanish. Uh, I don't generally I, I, I studied German, yeah, German and Spanish, but I don't generally keep the language. I don't generally keep them going. Um, I haven't spoken them in quite some time. So I've been using Duolingo for the last week and a half or so. And again, it's something that has this streak built into it. So, you know, congratulate you for doing seven days, eight days, nine days in a row, which is really great. And it feels really motivating. I also started doing a brain training every day. And again, this, you know, I'm on day, I think, 79 at this stage of the brain training, uh, I find it really rewarding that it tells me that you've done this number of days in a row. So it encourages you to come back and do it every single day. So brilliant from, from a motivational perspective, certainly for me, that you want to hit those streaks and you want to get, you know, X number of days in a row. The other side of that that I wanted to draw your attention to was I, I heard something on, I think it was on a podcast um, a number of years ago, and it really struck a chord with me is the idea of it's not just about focusing on the number of days in a row that you do something, but the number of days in total. So the example that they used was giving up smoking. So if someone hasn't smoked for, say, 200 days, and then they have a cigarette on day 201, it shouldn't be the case that they go back to day one or day zero, but actually consider that they haven't smoked for 200 of the last 201 days. So I just think it's a really refreshing approach to take and a really nice and not to discount all of the hard work that you've put in. And if you do find yourself that you're getting to a stage where if you've tried to kick a habit or try to build a positive habit into your life, that you miss one day, that it doesn't have to mean the end, that you need to take into consideration and factor in all of the previous work that you've done towards building that habit or kicking that habit, whichever, whichever way it might be. 
Back to this idea of reading then, you've heard that, you know, when I started that reading habit, I set myself a goal to read 12 books in a year. And I've been doing that for the last, I think, five or six years. And I track it all through the Goodreads app. Last year, I read 60 books. The previous year, I read 58. And this year, I've set myself a goal to read 52 books. I felt the pressure of 60 was just a little bit too much. And my word for this year is intentional. I want to be much more intentional about what it is that I read and really have a think about what it is that I'm reading, why I'm reading that and what can I gain from it and what can I put into practice from this book. I tend to read uh, a little bit of fiction, a lot of business books and a lot of personal development books as well. And like I say, it's more this year about the intentionality. What do I want to learn from this? What can I take from this? Um, I, I'm sure I've mentioned this previously, but I do have Aoife's reading list on my website where I do a synopsis of the books that I have read. There's a huge backlog there at the moment waiting that I've typed up, but I just need to edit a little bit and format a little bit before I can actually post. But do check out Aoife's reading list on my website if you're interested in knowing the kinds of books and just seeing kind of getting a flavour of what they're about. Now, two books that I've previously read about habits are Charles Duhigg's The Power of Habit and James Clear's Atomic Habits, both phenomenal books. I read Charles Duhigg's book first, which is The Power of Habit. And and I thought, why do I need to read another book about habits? But actually, they both approach them in quite different ways. And I learned different things from each of those books. So I would highly recommend either or both of those books, definitely. Now, in uh, James Clear's book, he talks about this concept of the habit loop. The habit loop being that you have a cue. So that's something that tells you, that indicates that it's time to do the habit, if you like. And then you have the routine around the habit. And then you have the reward for completing the habit. So as an an example of that might be, uh, he says the cues can be things like a location or a specific time, or it could be an object. So if you leave your running shoes beside the door, that's like a cue as a reminder that when you get up in the morning that you're going to go for a walk or you're going to go for a run. And then the routine is whatever you do associated with that. So it can be that you go out for your run and then the reward is the knowledge that you've gone for the run or you could build in something else if you want, you know, you get to have a smoothie or you get to have eggs when you come back from your run, whatever it might be, whatever floats your own boat. The other thing that he mentions in the book is quite interesting is making that commitment just to put on your runners, for example. So just to to get that far with the habit rather than committing to actually going for the run. So you just do one small thing at a time. So you put on your running shoes and then you get in the car and then you drive to the gym. You don't have to go into the gym, but because you're there, you're like, oh, well, maybe I go into the gym now. And then you're in the gym. You're like, oh, well, maybe I do some exercise in the gym. So these concepts of just a small commitment each time. I want to come back now to this concept of rewards. I'm the kind of person and I could be unique in this way that oftentimes I much prefer to be intrinsic. It's called intrinsically motivated. So the satisfaction of actually doing the activity itself is motivation enough for me. Other people are motivated by rewards. So if they have a specific milestone that they want to reach or if they have a specific 
rewards that they want to give themselves for doing something that they have committed to doing. Um, I've always really struggled with that concept. I'm not motivated necessarily by those external type of rewards, but maybe you are the kind of person who is. And so it's important for you to build in those rewards. Like, what are you going to do for yourself if you commit to doing something and you achieve that commitment? Like, what is it that you are actually going to do? What reward will you give yourself in that scenario? I want to take a little bit more of a helicopter view now in terms of how I look at what actually I would like to achieve. And that's that's really about setting the vision. So if you think, what do I want my life to be like and how can I bring more of that into what I do every day? So there's different aspects to our life, you know, and people maybe define them in slightly different ways. Um, if you look up Wheel of Life, you will see the different kind of facets of what make up a typical life. Things like your career, your your family, friendships, relationships, finances, spirituality, those kinds of things. And if you think about like, how are you feeling about those different areas? So one example for, you know, you might say, well, with the pandemic, I've lost touch with some of my friends or I'd like to keep more regular contact with friends or start trying to meet up with people in person, you know, obviously in a try and keep things safe and <laughs> um, not trying to promote the spread of COVID here. Um, but if you want to, say, build better friendships, well, what can I do on a day to day basis to promote that? What can I do to make that better? So is it setting aside time to catch up with people on the phone? Is it scheduling uh, Zoom calls or walks with friends or like just having time where you will text people every day? You're like, OK, so who are the who are the next people on my list that I would love to reconnect with that I would love to text and do something um from that perspective if you think about your finances rather than trying to save and I heard this on another podcast recently so rather than trying to save 150 and in this example it was 150 dollars every month why not commit to saving $5 every day? So the price of, well, I don't drink coffee. So, you know, maybe that's not the price of coffee, but in and around that amount. So if you want to save five euros or $5 every single day, rather than committing to 150, which seems like a lot of money at the end of the month. Um, so just different approaches to, to try and build in something that you would do every day that would help you to achieve those longer term goals without it seeming like a huge step for you. The other thing I want to touch on is this concept of goals versus systems. And this is a really interesting idea where a goal can kind of be detrimental sometimes to our happiness, because when we achieve that goal, then we no longer require to do the habit behind that goal. So I, what I always associate with this is if you're planning to do a marathon, for example, and you're training every single day and then you achieve that, you get the marathon and then you don't you're no longer required to train. Maybe you, you enjoy it for the sake of it and you continue to train or you're training on for something even more or for another marathon that you're doing. But the idea is that it's a specific event. And once you achieve that, then the underlying habit is no longer required. And so I prefer to focus on this idea of systems where you build, you create a life around habits and you perform those habits every single day. The other thing I wanted to mention in relation to this is that goals 
often tend to be in the future and very aspirational. And we think to ourselves, I'll be happy when. I'll be happy when I've done that marathon. I'll be happy when I've lost 20 pounds. I'll be happy when. And we put our happiness associated with something that's kind of external rather than building something that you can do every day that will work on that level of happiness. And I just think it's it's it takes off a lot of the pressure to focus more on what it is that we're doing and how we're contributing to our everyday lives rather than a an event in the future or our success or happiness depends on something that we don't necessarily have that much control over i'll be if if you are thinking to yourself i'll be happy when or i'll be successful when xyz happens maybe reframe that to think what am i what can i do on a day-to-day basis that will get me towards that same goal but the process and the commitment of actually doing that is what will make me happy rather than attaining that end goal. As I mentioned at the start of the episode, I've been seeing a lot of stuff about this concept of goal setting and planning and reviewing on my social media feeds in the last few days. And I did want to give a specific shout out to Paul Walker, who is a past guest of the Happy at Work podcast. And he mentioned something about the importance of planning, doing and then reviewing. So I think the reviewing part being, you know, the reflective piece is the piece that a lot of people miss. So spending the appropriate time doing in the planning mode, then the doing mode, but then actually reviewing like what went well, what what can we improve, what needs to change, anything like that. Sometimes also people get stuck in planning mode. So they're planning, 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 and they don't leave enough time to actually take action. So it's about this, like this is all about the knowing doing gap. And I will be talking about that on a future episode of the podcast. But the idea of you're just focusing on the planning rather than the actual doing. So get out of planning mode and start actually taking action. But then do build in that time for reviewing as well. It's really, really important to take that time to review how things have gone as well. Part two of this episode, which is all about what might be getting in the way of you reaching your goals, is coming up in the next solo episode. So definitely keep an eye out for that. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Happier at Work podcast. I'm delighted to have you here. If you enjoyed this podcast, I'd love if you could rate or review the podcast or share it with a friend. You'll find me on the website happieratwork.ie.